The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. So if, if you got one of the sermon notes, I just want to start by asking you the question. Are you growing in your faith? your understanding of and your intimacy with Jesus. Are you? Are you growing? This last year, 2016, did you grow? Are you different January 8th this year than you were January 8th last year? Um, to be honest, I, when, we, when we sang the song, it's the first time I've ever heard that song, Rain in Us, and... Uh, and it was wonderful. It was for me. It was kind of emotional because as I as I sang the words to the song, it dawned on me that in in a lot of ways, this last year, uh, Jesus hasn't reigned in me. And there's been ways I've gotten my faith has gotten stymied. I've gotten distracted, and uh, so I'm. I mean, I I loved last week as Daniel preached, and just this process of really talking about what it means to be a mature disciple, I think can be an opportunity for us to really ask, I mean, are we, are we following Jesus? Are we committed to following Jesus like Daniel talked about last week? Are we committed to growing in our faith? Are we growing in our understanding of and our intimacy with Jesus? I want you to just remember this phrase. It's, it's on, the big idea is, is we're going to, talk this morning out of Colossians 2, 6, and 7. And we're going to just start by reading Colossians 2, 6, and 7. And we'll go through the rest of it later. But I want you to get this because I think so often as we think about growing in our faith, it becomes for us really complicated often. And we get intimidated by, man, what do I do? And what do I read? And where do I go? And what do I say? What do I do? And and I think it's as simple as, as we're going to look at Colossians 2, 6, and 7, that growing in our faith will happen when we continue how we began. When we continue how we began. The way our relationship with Jesus began, that's the way it needs to keep happening. It's not some mysterious, complicated thing that has to happen. It's just the way our relationship with Jesus began when we came into that relationship, that that needs to continue in a simple way and then we'll grow. So if we can just read Colossians 2, 6, and 7 together, and then I'm going to pray and we'll, we'll dive in. So then... Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. See that? Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thanks, thankfulness. Okay, let's pray. Father, um, as we're all here this morning... All of us, we're all so different. We're at different places in our lives. Some of us are just thriving and we're excited about our relationship with you and we're growing. Others of us have just feel like we've uh, 
gotten off track somewhere. Are the others of us, we just, we don't know where we're at. But Father, as we're here this morning, we're here because you brought us here or somebody's invited us or maybe we don't even know why we're here. But Father, we have the opportunity for your spirit to take these words, your words in in your word and uh, and use them to convict our hearts and change our thinking Father, that that we might have the opportunity to just again begin to grow and pursue you as we have the privilege of doing you, the, the almighty God of the universe. So, Father, I just pray your Holy Spirit would, would just speak to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So I would say that growing up, has got to be one of the hardest things to do. Would you agree with that? (laughs) Um, And confusing. I mean, think about this. When our kids are little, I mean, they're adorable. I mean, I'm talking really little, you know, not when they reach the terrible twos, but, you know, when they're really little. And they're, they're sweet and they're adorable and they're cuddly. You know, you're holding them. You think, I hope they never grow up, right? <laughs> you think about that when they're little. I mean, you don't want them ever to grow up. You, But, I mean, think how sick that is. How would you like to be holding that same child? But now they're 150 pounds, and they're, they're still not really, and they're a baby, and they're sweet, adorable. They look the same. But, you know, that's pretty sick, isn't it? I mean, we do want them to grow up, right? But, but then, when they get a little bit older and they're not behaving as they should, what do we tell them? Grow up! <laughs> Has anybody, your parents, or if you're a parent, have you ever told somebody that? A, a child, grow up? I mean, that's what they're trying to do. <laughs> but growing up means making mistakes and... And blowing it, screwing up. How many of you ever were ever told, grow up, when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean, I was told many times when parents grow up, and I was, I was trying, but it wasn't working very well. The, um, I think what happens is, a lot of times it's just out of frustration, right? <laughs> it's like, I've had it with you, grow up. Right or ignorance, I don't know what to do. Grow up, or maybe a lot of times it could be neglect. Like I'm not raising you the way I should, but raise yourself. Grow up. Um, you know, the reason I'm giving that illustration is because I think there's a lot of relationship to spiritual growth to that. I think for a lot of us we feel like we're just told, grow up. <laughs> you know, grow up spiritually. And, and maybe we don't know how to do it, and maybe the people that have told us to grow up don't know how to help us to grow up. And, and so a lot of us are just confused. I want to grow up. I want to grow in my faith, but I don't know how. And, and I've tried, but I've failed. And a lot of times I think that we think it's just going to be some automatic or magical thing that we're just going to grow in our faith. Uh, we became a Christian and now we're going to grow. 
and yet it it just doesn't happen. And so I think there's probably a lot of us here this morning who are stunted in our spiritual growth. We feel like we haven't been growing. We want to grow, but it's just not happening. Well, lucky for you, that's what we're talking about this morning. Um, Personally, this has been really good for me to study again because as I shared when I started, I, I felt like this last year there's been times where I've gotten distracted myself personally or my my growth has been stunted. And so it's been good for me to just come back to some simple verses and be reminded of what it means to grow. Before we look at these verses, we're going to go back to Colossians chapter 2, verse 1, and we're going to see Paul's heart and how important growing in our faith is. There we are. So this is the beginning of the chapter, and I want you to just get with me Paul's heart and really the goal on why he's writing the verses we started with, verses 6 and 7. Notice he says, I want you to know, and he's writing to the believers at Colossae. That's why the book is called Colossians. He says, I want you to know how hard I'm contending or like fighting for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. So he's writing to these people that he's never met and yet he knows that they love Jesus. Verse two, he says, my goal is that, my goal in writing is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. This is the point. So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. He wants them to understand in order that they may know, so he wants understanding, he wants intimacy, that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Isn't that an incredible verse? If you ever wondered, is it worth it to follow Jesus? (laughs) In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4. I tell you this so no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. So, I mean, I just want you to get three things, his goal. And you'll see him in your little booklet, The Path of Mature Disciple. He says, my goal is that you'd understand that there'd be intimacy and then that it would change the way you view the world so that people couldn't deceive you by clever-sounding arguments. And, and we're, we're hit by those all the times as we're bombarded by advertising and we're bombarded by the people around us. Uh, we're constantly tripped up. And, but he says, I want you to get to understand and be intimate with Jesus so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I'm absent from you in the body, I'm present with you in spirit and delighted to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. And then we come to verses 6 and 7. So then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And then we're going to read verses 8 to 15. Because Paul goes on, And he talks about, again, why it's so important, this understanding and this intimacy, this growth in faith. Again, he says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition, 
the way people just think or talk and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, the spirituality that our world likes to talk about that has nothing to do with Jesus rather than on Christ. Verse 9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Isn't that another incredible verse? In Jesus, all the fullness of deity lived in bodily form. And in Jesus, in Christ, you have been brought to fullness, meaning in Jesus, we have the capacity to be everything that God made us to be. Isn't that incredible? Because of who Jesus is. He is the head over every power and authority. All power is his. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not made or performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith and the working of God who raised him from the dead. I want to just stop for a second because maybe some of you just kind of went blank because of the word circumcision that appears there three times. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by hands. Any of you have any idea what that means? I mean, I know what it means, but even as I read that, I was like, what does that really mean? So just simply, in the Old Testament, in Genesis chapter 19, God told Abraham that he was to circumcise himself and all of his sons, meaning cutting off the foreskin, as a sign, as a mark, that all of his descendants were God's people, a special people set apart from God. So it was a physical act that was like a mark that somebody could tell this is a a descendant of Abraham because they were physically circumcised. But here it says, in Jesus we've been circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. And I think what that means, in the same way, in Jesus, by those of us who who have put our faith in him, we've been set aside as his special people. We're marked as his. You get that? That's what it means to be a saint. It means to be set aside, special. And so this spiritual circumcision that is ours in Jesus, when we put our faith in him, means that we're his He claims us. He marks us for his own. That's pretty cool, huh? We're not just one of the crowd. We're his. Verse 13. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision, you could say that the sinfulness of your flesh, when when we were just, we weren't his, God made us alive with Christ. (laughs) He forgave us all of our sins. In Christ, we're forgiven having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he he took it and he nailed it to the cross. There is therefore now no condemnation for us who are in Christ Jesus. We're forgiven. There's no condemnation in verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, and we're talking supernatural, angelic powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross and the and the spectacle the triumph is him saying you have no longer any power over them they're mine isn't that incredible this is what paul wants us to get as we go back to 
Colossians chapter 2, his goal in verse 2 is that we would understand these things. We'd be called to an intimacy with this Jesus who has set apart us to be his own and that it would affect our view of things in a way that would change how we live our lives. So going back to verses 6 and 7, the question is really, so how is this going to happen? And this is where in the middle of these 15 verses, Paul gives us these two verses to really answer the question, how is this growth, this understanding, this intimacy, this this change in our thinking going to happen? And there's three things that I just want us to see to go along with the big idea. That growing in our faith will happen when we continue how we began. I want you to to remember that when we continue how we began. And so the first thing, if you have your notes, is is to remember. Is to remember. Um, there's three things I think that that we that we need to remember. The first is, you know, he says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. Remember that when you received Him, you received Him as Lord. Um, is there any other way to receive him? (laughs) Um, Or is it like, well, I think I choose heaven, but I really want to do my own thing, so I'm just going to choose heaven. Is that an option? I don't think so. (laughs) He's called the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it kind of like, well, I choose salvation, but I think I'm going to continue to be in charge? (sighs) He's the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. And and Jesus said in John, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I mean, I think if we remember, we'll remember that when we came into a relationship with him, and I want you to just remember back when you came into a relationship with him, I think the way you came into a relationship with him is you said, I just give you everything. I'm yours. I belong to you. I've screwed up my life and now I want you to take over my life. That's how it should have begun. If it didn't, maybe you're not really his. If you still, if you started with you being in charge and just picking and choosing what you wanted, you're not his. But if the way it started was, man, here I am. (laughs) Take me. Make me what you want me to be. I think if you remember, that's how it began with him as Lord. And then it says, notice it says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. We received him as Lord, but how else did we receive him? What, what did, did it mean for us to receive? I, I just want to quote a verse because there's two important things. There, there's three words I want you to get here. Lord. Faith and Holy Spirit, if you're taking notes, because I'm not very good at um, helping you take notes. How did you receive Jesus? Listen to Galatians 3, 2 to 3. Paul says, he's talking to the Galatian believers who have, they started well, but now they've wandered away and they're not doing very well and growing in their faith in Jesus. And he says this to them. He says, I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, by what you did? Was it your good deeds? Or by believing 
what you heard? Did you come to Jesus because you were a good person? And he said, you're a good guy. You can be one of mine. Or by believing in Jesus, that he was who he said he was and that you needed him as your Savior and Lord. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And so those are three things I want you to remember. It was his Lord. It was, it was you saying, I need you. You take charge of me. It wasn't you doing something. It was you acknowledging that he did everything that needed to be done. And you believe that. It was faith in Jesus. It was you just coming to him and saying, I need you. I believe in you. I hope and trust in you. It's nothing that I could do. You've done it all. And the reason we were able to do that, to believe, is because it was the Holy Spirit that drew us. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God's work in us. It wasn't us. It was Him. And so, I just want you to remember those things. He was Lord. You received Him as Lord. It was by faith and it was the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. It wasn't anything that you did or could do. It was all, it was all him. I'm sorry to disappoint you if you thought it was your good looks (laughs) or your brains. It was all, it was all him. What I want you to do, I I just want to ask you a question. Do you remember Do you remember when you came to Christ? When you received him as Lord? When you you just simply put your faith in him and you realize that it was his doing, the Holy Spirit drawing you to him, it wasn't you? I want you to remember those things. Then number two, so Paul says, so then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, then it's just simple, continue. Continue to live your lives in him. Rooted and built up in him. Continue. What you remember, how you began, continue to do that. I mean, as I was looking back at what Daniel preached on last week, you could really take his notes when he says what it means to follow Jesus, obedience, instruction, intimacy, and dwelling, imitation. And I could just say, keep doing those things. (laughs) Those things that that are involved with following Jesus. Just keep doing those things to grow. It's not something newfangled. It's not a seminar you got to go to. It's it's not a a course you got to take. It's just remembering and then continuing. If If you're taking notes, there's four lines. And the first word I'd put on there is life. Life. As you continue, realize that it's life. I mean, we're talking about the path, <clears throat> path of mature discipleship for five weeks. I guarantee you that you won't have it down in five weeks. <laughs> it's not a five-week series. It's not a project or a program. It's life. Continue to live your lives in him. 
continue to live. It's a present tense. What you remember, how you began, continue to do it. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's life. Continue to live your lives. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a community group thing. It's a life thing. How do we continue to live our lives in him? Well, remembering, number one, that he's Lord. That's the second line. He's boss. Number two, that it's faith. In Romans, Paul says, faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So continue to grow in your faith by spending time in his word. You know, faith isn't something that's just going to magically happen. Uh, it's not faith in our faith. It's not, it's, not, it's not some emotional, some mental thing. It's, it's a dependence on Jesus. It's a trust on Jesus. And faith comes through hearing and hearing his word. It comes through spending time in his word. Continue to spend time in his word. And if you're not spending time in his word, don't expect to grow. You can't grow. You won't grow. And continue to learn what it means to depend upon the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, as he talked to his disciples about prayer, he said, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And the Holy Spirit, as Daniel shared last week, indwells us, but, but how easy it is for him to indwell us and for us to ignore him, huh? To ignore him, to to grieve him, to quench him, to live our lives as if we can handle it on our own. Man, I, I, I do that way too often. Instead of being an individual who realizes my desperate need of the Holy Spirit and I'm constantly asking, Holy Spirit, help. I need you. So as we began our lives with him, we continue our lives by asking him to help us. You know, the word without prayer is only information. You got that? Spending time in the word without spending time in prayer is only information. Spending time in prayer without spending time in the word is only emotion. I want you to think about that. As as we think about growing in our faith and continuing in these things, how important these both are. You can spend tons of time in prayer and you think you're in a relationship with God, but you're not in his word digging deep. It's just emotion. It's not a relationship because it's got to be rooted in the truth of who he is. And yet if you're spending time in the word and you're not spending time in prayer then it's just information. I think we can tend to do one or the other depending on our our personality, our temperament. We need both. Are you continuing? Is it a daily thing? Is it your life where he is Lord, he is boss, spending time in his word, growing in faith, spending time in prayer, 
growing in your dependence upon the Spirit. Then the last thing. So then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. I just want to read as Lord, faith, Holy Spirit, rooted and built up in Him. Rooted and built up in Him. The the, the third thing, I just put the name Jesus. Um, You need to remember, we need to continue, but we've got to remember that it's all about Jesus. You notice, um, it says, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him. It's, it's all about Jesus. It's, this isn't a, it's not about church. It's not about attendance. It's not about, it's not a religious exercise. It's about a person. I mean, remember those verses that we read earlier? I mean, everything he is, he's the, he's the fullness of God in bodily form. He forgave us. He, he destroyed every other power. I mean, in him, we're his. It's all about him. And the, the question I ask is, if you're going to grow in your faith, it's got to be because you're crazy about Jesus. Not just because your religion is your thing, where for others it might be the Seahawks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, or for you, it's not collecting stamps, you know, or, or dahlias. I mean, you can do those things. But it's, it's that you're really crazy about Je- Jesus is what you're really crazy about. And I think the wording is so clear. Continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him. It, this, these are intense words. I mean, I, a plant or a tree that digs its roots down, that's not an overnight thing. That's a process of those roots growing and reaching down so they can drop the nutrients. It's a, it's a beautiful picture we see in Psalm 1 where the tree is by the river and the roots go down deep and it draws up the nutrients. But that's a process of being rooted and grounded and then built up in him. Question, are you, are you Jesus absorbed? Notice the words, it, when it says, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, the words aren't about him or for him or to him. It's in him. Are you in him? Are you absorbed with him? Are you consumed with him? The only way for us to grow in our faith is to be Jesus people. Jesus people. And then the, the result will be incredible. It says, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. The, the, the results will be, we will be strong, spiritually strong people. We're not going to be people that could be batted around by what people are saying or the views that are going around because our thinking is going to be rooted. We're going to be strong spiritually. And then we're going to be constantly thankful people. Because our thankfulness, our our gratefulness isn't going to be dependent on our circumstances, but it's going to be rooted in our relationship with Jesus. Because we're going to be people of faith that are confident in him. Even when everything around us seems black, we're going to be confident because of who we are in him. Growing in our faith will happen when we continue 
how we began. How did it begin? With him as Lord. With a simple trust. And recognizing our need of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. That's that's how we're going to grow. How's that going to happen? By spending time in his word. Faith comes through the word. By spending time in prayer, by, by making time to just be still and know that he is God and to wait on him and to experience the Holy Spirit in our lives and not us being in control. Think of the impact. I, I just wrote down a few things. The difference it'll make as we're growing in our understanding of, on our intimacy with Jesus. It'll change our priorities. It'll, it'll change how we spend our time, how we spend our money, how we use our gifts and abilities. It'll have an impact on our purity, on what we watch, what we read, who we spend time with, how we think. I think it'll impact our relationships. They'll be healthier. They'll be happier. At least our friends will be happier because of the change it'll make in us. And it'll change our thinking. It'll change the way we see things, the way we understand things, the way we think about things, because we'll be thinking about things the way God thinks about things as we're rooted and built up in Jesus. I want just one final question to ask yourselves. What is it that's keeping you from growing in Jesus. Now, if you're growing, that's wonderful. But if you feel like you've gotten distracted or detoured or stymied, what is it that's keeping you from growing in your relationship with Jesus, your understanding of and your intimacy with Jesus? What is it? And I encourage you, to, to go to the word and, and to be still before God and ask the Holy Spirit to convict you and, and bring you back to the beginning so that you can continue with how you began. Let's pray. Father, sorry for how we complicate things. how we make things, this relationship that you've called us into, we can make it so difficult. Father, help us to be people that just simply believe you and depend upon you and spend time with you and want our lives to be rooted and grounded in you. God, help us to be people this year that grow rooted and built up in Jesus. Amen.